This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially. Good morning, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Good morning. Welcome to the First Security Financial Show. Glad you can tune in another Saturday morning. We're all still kind of hung over, you might say, from the Saints' loss on Sunday. Boy, has this been a rough man. week. Man, that, man, man. That was horrible. That's <laughs> just been – it's like – you've been sucker punched and you can't catch your breath. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. looking at that, I mean, you, it, can, you can almost say, and I've heard people say a lot, that part of it, it just – I know they say human error, but I, I really think that was rigged. It just—it was so. The guy was five feet from. Yeah. You know how do you miss that? I don't know. Not just one. There was two. One. The backside. The the backside guy and the front front side side. looking at it. And if you watch the guy on the backside, the the black guy, when he told when the coach come running over there and he looked at the other ref, he said, "Good, no call." Really. Look at his lips. Wow. So he was just—he was right there. Too. Somebody, somebody should have. I, I thought I, somebody had told me they saw one of them wave the other one off, kind of like, no, don't, don't. There wasn't no, no good call, and you know, it, and it's not a matter of just the um, the Saints saying this. All the major news media's across the country, everybody said they understand it was just a blown call. The really sad part is you got a, a NFL commissioner. I mean, you're talking about the integrity of your product, and their product is football. And they're talking about the integrity of their product. And what happens is you don't have the commissioner supposed to be the leader of their of the NFL hadn't even made a statement to it. You know what I'm saying? So he hasn't come out. You would expect your leader to come out and say something, right, wrong, or whatever. Hey, we, we messed this up. We, we got to get this right. Not even making a, a statement. So – I mean, ultimately, you have a number of these. So if you're gonna if you're gonna hold the smaller market teams as more insignificant teams, which is what the appearance from some people, you're gonna lose your most loyal fan base because your loyal fan base is not from L.A. I can promise you. Look how many people were in the dome versus how many from Philadelphia were in the dome. A third of the people in the dome for the Philadelphia, a third of the people in the dome were from Philadelphia. You might have had – I bet you didn't have 100 fans in the dome from L.A. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sad. But it's just one – it's it's all about the integrity of your product. And if you can't get stuff like that called – Yeah, they own the referees. Yeah. That's, that's them. They – you you got – That's you part got, of the NFL. Yeah. And they control it. You shouldn't have anybody on the field from that city or that region to give – especially in the playoffs – Maybe during the course of the games on a weekly basis, you might have time, a hard time because they they don't just send one referee, one referee here, one there. They send a whole team, you know, the group. 
So I get that on some of the individual games on a weekly basis. When you get into playoffs, you you only got a handful of refs. Make sure, yeah, I know it. The ones that's graded out uh, and everything, the the teams that of referees have graded out. But you can bring somebody else in to make sure everything looks on the up and up. That's, you got, you got that ought to be that's common sense. That I mean, that's a that's a common sense uh, uh, deal. It's it's amazing, but. A lot of money on the line there. A lot of, a lot of uh, man. You, you look at these players; they may never get another chance to be at that point again. These guys spend their whole careers getting to that point. A lot of sweat equity goes into that, and and they're not, they're not, they lost that opportunity. So, it's definitely a sour taste. This to me, this was worse than the Minnesota. The Minnesota, you blame the Saints player, players. This. You you took the game out of the players' hands and put it to somebody that that shouldn't have had the the power to do that as well. So, Roger Goodell needs to come out from under his rock and quit hiding and uh, stand up and do what's right. But that's not going to happen. He's not saying anything, and he probably is not going to address. I, I like the letter Gail Benson sent out. She 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 gave him an earful. Normally, they find the owners. Or anybody that says anything negative toward the uh, uh, the, NFL. the, the uh, referees, and so I guess because of how flagrant it was and how bad it was, maybe he's holding back. But who knows? Wouldn't that be insult to injury if he came out and fined her for that? Don't don't think he he might. Well, it ain't he, over he, yet. It ain't I, over I get yet. that. I, I get that. I she's get probably she's uh, she'll probably say I'll pay it, but I made my point. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I'd fight him on pain, which they can take it out of her money anyway, so they can. <laughs> yeah, they can do what they, they want. They, yeah, but it's 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 crazy. But anyway, I got my I got it off my chest, <laughs> and everybody's just listening. Uh, you you got to be feeling the same way. It's not about well, well, well. We're sore losing. When the defensive back for the Rams comes out and says, "I hit the guy to save him from making a touchdown," what does that tell you? There's no doubt. How, how the rest didn't see this. Just and, you know, him, him being on social media saying the stuff he's saying, he ought, to, he ought to take him out the game, Super Bowl game for that. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen either. So, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a lot. There was, there was more than one bad call in that game, I promise oh, you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there was, there was a couple one. more yeah. pass interference plus the, the time that Breeze got well, you know, if both of those pushed down to the ground after way after he threw the ball and the, and yeah. the referee was right there and didn't do a thing. But you know what? If they were both been jumping up for the ball and fighting to get up to it, hey, that's part of football. But this wasn't even it. In, in the same stratosphere, <laughs> right? So it was way out of line. So, hey, we get we need to talk a little bit about. I could probably spend the whole hour talking about this <laughs> easily, and as well. And I know it's it's a tough pill to swallow. It's it really is, because you know, Drew Brees has only got a short window, and you had two chances there that the Saints probably last two years should be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. Should Especially have. this year. Oh, I, I hear you. I you hear know. you. And it's it's just a tough. And then Breeze, you know, even though his mind is sharp, he's a good quarterback. It to me, it's become obvious he doesn't have the arm strength that he once did. You want to see the difference? Look at that in that Philadelphia game where Taysom Hill came in and threw that touchdown pass to the guy. They called it back. He's got a rocket arm. Breeze has lost 
that strength. Hey, he's forty years old. Well, Brady don't doesn't throw the ball like he. Well, used I know to none either. of. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not just knocking yeah. Drew here. I'm just saying when you get in your forties, you don't have the arm strength. These guys that's in their twenties, and they're late. and they're both in great shape. That's but they're just, both forty years old. Too. Father time just takes its toll on you. You don't have that that arm strength. He can't. They can't hit those long pass. So then you got to wonder, Breeze. By this time next year, Breeze is going to be forty-one. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about retirement. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's 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 tough for me to get past it, especially since we've been talking about that. What I do want to focus on today, because of where the market's at, you know, the last quarter of the year, things look really rough. I mean. Storm clouds were rolling in, and you, we thought, uh-oh, we're getting ready to get hammered. And the markets took a dip, and a lot of accounts lost a lot of money. You know, I, I saw people, many uh, people that came in to talk to us lost $100,000, $150,000 off of their 401ks. They weren't stressing over it. Now, here we are in January, uh, getting ready, going into February, and the markets are have come back up. So... It, it's one of those things that you say, you know, for those that say that have the buy and hold strategy, it's more of, well, we see, we told you it was going to come back. It doesn't always play out that way. It's not all the way back. Right, either. right, exactly. So what I want to focus on today is, is talking about a feast or famine retirement. When the markets are up, we're all feasting. So stop and think about that. And we starve when the markets are down when famine comes in. So what you have to ask yourself, is that for you in retirement? How do you like the feel of that? You look at it and you go, man, I lost $100,000, but I'm still working. I still get a paycheck every two weeks or every week, depending on how you get paid. And it really, I don't like it, but I know it'll come back. And it's it really comes down to your circumstances. Your circumstances at that point, you're still working, you're still getting paid, and that money isn't as important to you at that point as it will be when you retire and you're not getting paid every two weeks. So what you may find yourself in, do I want that feast or famine mentality in retirement when now all of a sudden that money I need to live off of? And it will change your outlook. If it doesn't, if you don't think it will, wait till you get in it and you get to see what happens. So imagine you lose 30%, 40%, even a 20% hit. So if a person has uh, 500000 you lose 20%, you lost 100000 That's a fifth of your money. Now you sit back and go, whoa, I just lost hundred grand. i am Now i got four hundred in there. And I'm getting ready to start pulling how much a year off of that? If I take 4%, I was going to take 4% off 500. That was 20,000. In order to take the same 20, I've got to take 5% off the 400. And then I make it what? I make it even more difficult for that 400 to get back to the 500. And that's the reality of, of what you're faced with. So now each month you're, you're juggling in your mind, can I afford to take this amount of money? And so now you're, de- de- you're dealing from a stress standpoint, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Now the markets might go back up after the 20%, or they may continue to go down a little further. Or, you know, if they go back up and you're doing okay, and then 
a year or two later, boom, they drop another 20, 30% again. So you're constantly battling that up and down, up and down. Feast or famine. Is that for you? We're going to head to our first break. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. What are the alternatives? If you'd like to know a little bit about our strategies, write the number down. And as we're, or as we're talking, uh, and, and these are thoughts that you want to consider yourself, these are thoughts, thoughts that you have considered, give us a call at 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our first break. We will be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. And we're talking about recovery, recovering from the the loss from last Sunday. I, I still can't kick the the bad taste out of my mouth. <clears throat> can't get rid of it, but we got to move on. We just spent the last <laughs> almost 12 minutes talking about it, trying to, to, to get past it as well. What we are talking about today is about a feast or famine retirement. When the markets are up, and if you were retired over the past four or five years, you're already retired, and the markets have doing well, you can sit back and say, wow, retirement's going to be fairly easy. I just haven't missed a beat. I'm pulling the money off. The accounts are still growing. But the reality is that doesn't always last. The, are the markets up more years than they're down? Yes. But it just depends how devastating those down years are. And when they happen, and when they happen, that's right. A lot of that we've talked. Uh, we've done a number of shows where we talked about how the sequence of returns come into play when you retire or after you've retired. And if they happen in the first five years of your retirement, and there's a thirty, forty, fifty percent hit in the market, it really damages your retirement, and it damages the ability of you to be able to continually take a 4% a year increasing based on inflation withdrawal each year because it starts off at 4 and then if each year if you bump it up 2% say for cost of living adjustments 5 10 years down the road you, you you're taking way more than just uh 4%. Right. And so over time and then you you factor that in with a 20 or 30 percent hit in the market and you now you start to feel a little uneasy as well and david we talking about that and and that's not even taking in consideration down the road if someone were to be pulling that much money off four percent and let's say the market doesn't even adjust that much in full retirement but as you get older one of you need to go into a nursing home home health care i have several clients even right now, that is depleting the accounts over the years that thought they had enough, they were insured $1.5, $1.6 million, and they are rapidly going through this money. Well, there's and, no doubt. And, and that's not counting if we had a major adjustment in the market. But these guys have their money where it's, they can't lose it, so it's not an issue right now. But just They're still of, going through it. They're still going through it. Just think if they were, were went through the, the 2008 Error, which talk, they didn't, and take a fifty percent hit. They'd be broke right now. Right, and and the other one, one, one of the husband just died recently. Mom's still at home being taken care of. They would have been in a in a Medicaid nursing home way before now. And, and nobody even takes those type of things in consideration. How many times you ask me oh, what they're you. playing for that? 
It's it's definitely it should be part of the conversation. It's got to be right because that's going to be one of the biggest things that health care or that long term care part, the latter part of your years, if you do have any money left, it's going to end up taking it. And then if you have a lot of income, which a lot of clients do, right? What happens is you, that spouse that's in the nursing home, you lose that income while they're in the nursing home. And so then you wake up and say, wow, can I still pay for the home that I'm living in? The, the, in most cases, it might be the wife uh, that's at home by herself now because the husband's in the in nursing facility. And she's having to live off of her sources of income because it's taking his income and some of the investment dollars to pay for him to be in the nursing home. That's when it really gets challenging because right. now you, you, you're, you're having to hit the investment dollars a little hard for you, but you had to hit it for him too. So you're, you're, you're really drawing that money down. And one, like I said, it doesn't even have to be as bad as 08, 09. It could be a, a 25, 30, 35% drop in the market that can really just devastate those type of a And, and uh, I can't dollars. tell you how many people that I've sat down with that has 1.5, 1.7 that think they that have they enough. have enough money to insure both of them and to draw income off of it for the rest of their life. And it's yeah. like, you know, you don't. And you don't realize the cost until you get in it. Yeah. And the ones that, that I've, over the years that we've worked with, that were willing to address this in many cases are the kids that have dealt with it with their own parents. Right. Then they wake up and go, man. Mom and dad had a lot of money, and dad went into the nurse, or mom. And even if it's not in facility, if it's at-home care, that can be just as expensive if it needs to be around the clock, especially. It's it's absurd, the amount of money that's And they get it because they experience it firsthand. And, you know, the clients with that kind of money, you try to get them just to leverage a little bit of it to protect the assets, for right. down the road. That's that's all you're doing. You got one point five six, one point seven million dollars and you got and we set up the income stream and you got that taken care of. What is another couple hundred thousand dollars to take care of the rest of your money, the rest of your assets? All right, there's no doubt about it. It's it's another way you have to look at it. And most people don't know what the options are. They think it's the only option I have is to purchase a long term care policy that might be five, six Seven hundred dollars a month for a husband and wife. That is, if a, you can find one. Yeah, they're 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 a dying breed. They really are because uh, they've because so many people are going into nursing homes, they weren't initially priced correctly. Why? Because they had they had no actuarial no, tables to no base track it on. Record on that's them, yeah. right. And so what's happening now that that's become clearer and clearer, the premiums have gotten out of sight in a lot of cases as as well. But there is a different way to address that, and that's what we talk about as well. It is part of the planning process. And really, long-term care is not about being able to pay for the facility as much as it is protecting the assets that you have. And that, that's really the bottom line here. Right. But what we've been talking about, when the markets are up, we feast. We live good. We have, a, we have more money to spend. And I'm not saying, first of all, that you shouldn't have money in the market. And I'm a, a, a big fan of when the markets are up sometimes it's a good idea to take some of those gains off and put them somewhere if you have a a need or you have 
something that you're going to do in the next six months to a year if you have those gains whether that's take a trip to Europe, whether it's to add on to your house, whether it's to buy a new car, whether it's to put a new roof on your house, those things, we know certain expenses are coming. We know when the car's getting a little older and we're we're really looking to buy another one. So you know, well, I'll give it another six months to a year and I'm going to start looking. I'll start working on that. Well, if the markets are up at that point and you've got some nice gains there, that might be the time to siphon off some of that money to be able to use toward that as well. And it doesn't mean that you would take all of it off. In some cases, it's not the best option, especially if it's IRA money. Now you got to factor taxes into that as well. That's a whole other different set right. of issues as well. And, you know, we only the show's only going to allow us to talk about so many different things at one time. We love to address the long-term care issue. I love to talk about the tax issue. Those are big issues. If any of those are an issue for you, write this number down, 1-800-858-3029, 1-800-858-3029, or go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Kick the tires. There's a, there's a number of different things that you can look at. We have podcasts from previous shows. There's information about Social Security and Income Plan. Um color of money risk analysis, how much risk do you have in your portfolio? I'm sitting now with clients on a more regular basis that have 100% of their investment dollars in mutual funds, zero bonds. That's Now, they've done fairly well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to say I've had a few of them that I – but – when you're 58, 59 years old, you're assuming a lot of risk at that point. You really have your retirement future hanging in the balance there. If this market tanks before that person makes an adjustment, he may not retire in the time frame that he wants to retire with the amount of money that he has now. So those, those are the things that we look at, that we talk about. So that color of money risk analysis helps you to see how much risk you're comfortable with, but also how much risk that you currently have your money invested at. That's the key. You might you might say, ooh, I'm a I'm a balanced investor. I'm fifty fifty or maybe even sixty forty, where you like sixty or fifty percent in equities and forty percent in bonds. And then you got a hundred percent of your money in equities. That's not a a good match for somebody in speci- if you're in your 30s or early 40s you, you you may be okay with that that you may you you will survive that but not when you're in your upper 50s or mid 50s or early 60s you're taking way too much risk yeah. we don't know what the markets are going to do moving forward so we've been in that feast mode we got slapped around a little bit october to december because the markets weren't good now they're starting to come back a little bit does that mean we're we're out of the woods, so to speak, and it's going to be smooth sailing. No, there's no guarantee that that's the case. It could potentially go up. I, you know, a lot of things I've read they they said the melt up's going to continue, the markets are going to go back up before ultimately they do have a a uh, a dip, a correction. Hey, I don't know that, and neither do most of our listeners. But what we can show you, what we are going to show you is how you can protect yourself, whether it's feast or famine. 
That's the key that you want to look at. I need to protect myself no matter if the markets are up. Hey, that's good. We're making money. Things are fine. But what if the markets are down? That happens too. You need to look at both sides of the equation. Write the number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our second break. We will be right back. Right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. And uh, if, if, I wa- if I wasn't talking about feast or famine retirement, I'd probably name our show today The Recovery Show because we're still trying to recover from last week's horrendous call and loss by the Saints. So I know all of us are hung over about it, and I'm going to keep talking about it. I may even talk about it again next next week. I don't even know. Some people are boycotting watching the Super Bowl. I don't have any almost any interest to even desire to watch it. We know Brady's going to win. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't. He know. always seems to pull it out. Yeah, he didn't man. win it last year, though. He lost. Well, I know it. They, they lost, but. This is his ninth Super Bowl, but he's only won five. And he's I, lost I think, three. I'd love to see him lose another one. I, as much as I don't want to see the Rams win it, I'd rather see the Rams get it than him. Not me. I want. I'd rather see Brady. I have no use for the Rams at this point. Not that it's their fault. Right. That the guy right. Made that call. No, I got not you. At all. It's I got not you. Their fault. Yeah. Unless the owners were paying those referees off, then it was. Everybody. Yeah, but you'll so never know that anyway. Know. I don't know if it's that or as much as, you know, the Super Bowl in in all actuality, is not about the individual fan. The Super Bowl is about rewarding corporate sponsorship. The NFL's got a lot of important sponsors. And so stop and think about it. If you're rewarding Budweiser or these big corporate sponsors for their advertisement and their loyalty to the NFL by giving them tickets and bringing them in suites at the Super Bowl and all that, who would you rather see? Who are those corporate sponsors? rather see what market team would they rather see new orleans and kansas city probably two of the smaller markets period right or would you rather see la and and uh new england England, that east coast heavily populated areas up there i think it's a no-brainer now is that the case or not is it rigged is it fixed you know i'm not ready to necessarily say that but when you see a horrendous call like that, it makes you it scratch. It really makes you wonder. It makes you wonder, and you go, hmm, I don't know about this. So, I don't know. There's always things like that that happens. Could be strictly coincidence as well. I do think they need to make some adjustments. I like the fact that at, at, in college football, if a player gets called for targeting, they review it and look at it. So, each one of those play, even though no penalty was called because of that situation, if they'd had a chance to review it, they would have saw the whole thing. I, I guarantee you there would have been a penalty there. It would have changed the, the outcome of the game. Whether it would have been – it wouldn't have been for the early hit, but it would have been for the targeting. No, it was they, they can't go back on a penalty. No, but, but what I'm saying – target part they No, could. but they can in, in – in, um, in college, they'll they'll review that. But I'm just saying, it should be able to be able to go back and look at it and impose a penalty on the targeting, as of the rules are now. But I'm right. saying in the future, they should be able to look at at those the type of plays yeah. and and say, you know what, we missed that call. 
they'll be first and goal from the one yard line. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the way it should have been. So, but anyway, I'm not ready to give this up yet. So, I'm once again, as much as I try to drink coffee or whatever other beverages, I can't get the bad taste out of my mouth as well. Hey, if if you haven't had a chance to write the number down, one eight hundred eight five eight three zero two nine. It's not a call into the show, but it's a call in to talk to us about some of the strategies that we talk about. So we're going to get into a little bit about that right now. What can you do then to take advantage of when the markets are up and when the markets are down and not allow it to wreck your retirement? Because the focus here is, hey, the primary listeners that we focus in, in, in helping are those that are in those what we call that red zone, your last three to five to seven years of reti- before you retire. Because we think those are the most critical years before retirement. You don't wait until the month of retirement or the year of retirement to make adjustments. It's a progressive thing. There's a way that you want to start putting things together. And we've talked about how our starting point is always Social Security. The second thing is an income plan. I think this is the most critical part of it because if you take the guesswork out of the income plan and you know when you're going to draw social security and you know what your social security numbers are we just took the guessing work out of how much sustainable income that you can get when you retire and so you're not wondering "Uh uh-oh the markets are starting to dip down is this going to impact how much money i'm able to take out and i know there's people that say well we put certain amount of money in cash to protect that but once the cash is used up, you don't have anything to show for that. You don't have anything to go back for uh, as well. And you remember, if you were pulling off a of cash, that means the markets were down. If the markets were down, there was no growth in there. So you can't say, well, we're, we're pulling that down. And once the markets start making money again, we'll pull off of the other money. But you haven't given that other money time to recover because it took a hit. So how do we solve it? Put an income plan together that along with your Social Security or pensions or rental income gives you sustainable income. We used, we use rather, certain products that allow for that. We use only the fixed indexed annuities. We refuse to use variable annuities because of the high fees, uh, still has market risk to it as well. But the key is the high fees and the market risk. Why use a product that's I don't think is very suitable for most uh, most clients? We use fixed indexed annuities because, against con- contrary to popular belief, fi- fixed indexed annuity are some of the lowest feed products on the market. Variable annuities are the highest feed. Period. And if you don't think that's the case. Let us show you the difference. So many people say, oh, no, they're so high fee. I've had advisors tell people that. And I said, either he doesn't or she doesn't know what she's talking about or they got their facts wrong. One of the two. And most of the time is they don't know what they're talking about because they don't truly understand these products as well. It still gives you the ability to capture market-like returns, meaning it, when the market goes up, you lock in gains. And the key point there is the gains are locked in. And once they're locked in, you can't lose them the next year. 
and they're not going to be eaten up by high fees. Why? Because we are, we've already said that fixed index annuities are some of the lowest feed products in the industry. Now, it may not give you 100% of the upside of the market, but the key thing here is it gives you zero of the down. Sometimes not losing has a bigger and better impact on your portfolio than making a positive gain or making more of a positive gain. So stop and think about that. If you can eliminate negative losses, if you go back to 08 and 09 and you eliminated a 50% drop in the market, guess what? You didn't have to make 20 25 the next five years, years to get it to, back to get that because you had to go up a hundred percent to get it back you really needed some big years to break even again well with our clients and these strategies they didn't have to recover so if we just chug along at a steady rate they made consistent good money and guess what it never jeopardizes your income stream and it never jeopardizes you into thinking or or that you're going to run out of money why because you're never going to lose money. The only way you're going to run out is if you, you keep spending way more than what you should. And these are the products that we use to give you a sustainable income stream. So now we can tell you, so if, if Bob and Mary are seven years out from retirement and they have X amount of dollars in a previous 401k, or if you're past 59 and a half, the majority of companies today allow you to do an in-service distribution where you can pull money. Even if you're still working, you check with your HR department. There are a lot of companies that do that. Once you hit 59 and a half, we can start helping you plan for retirement. It's called an in-service distribution. So now you go to the HR department and say, look, I'd like to take X amount of dollars out of my 401k because I'm going to start building an income plan. Remember, the 401k is the pension plan. That's the thing that's not the play money. Right. It's not the pot of money at the end of retirement that I have to spend and just do what I want with. That's the money that's got to last you for the rest of your life. So what we do that really helps you to overcome the feast or famine mentality of the markets is we chisel a piece of your 401k. We put it into an income plan. So when Bob and Mary retire and four, five, six, seven years. We already have established the the Social Security report, maximization report. Now we have the income plan that says, hey, now Bob and Mary with Social Security and with the fixed index annuity, they're going to retire with $75,000 a year of income for the rest of their lives. And we only had to use maybe 40% of their 401k to help them achieve that. You still got the other 60% that we put in our managed money platform. It's a win-win for you. Yeah, think about it. Would you rather do that than wait till the market drops at 30 40 50% and you, maybe you had to stop altogether? Well, not just that. By taking this out in advance because you, you took advantage of an in-service distribution, right. guess what? You can retire even if the markets are down at that point. So if the other 60% of your money takes a hit and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I should retire. Well, we, we took care of that. We we took the guessing work out because right. the markets are going to continue to go up and down once you retire. What we're doing here is we're changing the way you allow it to impact you. Simple as that. 
If you want to learn more about in-service distributions, give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our last break. All right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is our last segment of our show today. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. And, you know, we're still, once again, I'm going to bring up the Saints loss again. <laughs> I can't get it out of my mouth. I just can't. It's, it's, it's recovery. You know, sometimes they say the best way to recover from something is to talk about it. And that's what I've been, I've been doing almost the whole, whole show here. And it's, uh, it's still depressing. So it's going it's going to be okay. I know it is, but <laughs> I was sure hoping that we would have a Super Bowl to look forward to. Yeah, it should have been, you know. And I'd love to see the Saints play Tom Brady and and beat him and send him back to New England crying again because he was bummed out. But you know what? He's got five Super Bowls. I don't know if anybody will ever touch. One player going to the Super Bowl nine times. He's starting to think it's a it's a rite of passage. What's well, just what happened? Well, it's what eight times they've been to the to this playoff game in a row. Is it, no, it's, well, if he got to the Super Bowl, he had to it go to nine, nine, nine times. times. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So it's yeah. nine times, and they've won their really... division like ten times in a row. It's like, wow. They just, well, this this is yeah this is the nighttime. I was thinking the eighth mm-hmm. before he got to this point. Yeah, but um, it's it's crazy. I don't know. You just makes me want to go back to college and quit looking at the pros. I don't know. You know that's and that's a whole different issue in it's itself. It, yep. I know it. Uh, once old Nick Saban finally retires and get away from there, maybe the, the college landscape will be a little bit more spread evenly and. LSU will have a chance every once in a while to win a championship, but not as long as I don't know. You got Clemson coming along, and yeah, and they, you got it, Texas it might be A another and juggernaut in, in Clemson. Yeah, I hear you. So, so that's that right there. He's already beat. Well, I get it, but at least you feel like you got a chance with Saban, even though he got spanked. He's going to be the. He'll be right back next year, guarantee in the middle. You can't count him out. He, if anything, he's going to work harder and longer. He had, he's having trouble keeping coaches, though. They've been leaving like crazy. So, wonder what's going on. They're cashing in on his success because everybody, you know. Everybody wants his coaches. That's it. The the, the bus boy, I mean, not the bus, but the uh, the, uh, the ball boys are even being considered for coach. <laughs> they figured they might have learned something so, uh, just standing on the, on the sidelines. So what's I the secret? That's it. Yeah. I guess so. So, anyway. All right. So, feast or famine in your retirement. Is that part of the equation that you've considered that you thought you recognize the markets are going to be up and down? Has that kept you awake at night wondering, man, once I quit getting paid by my company, my nest egg is along with Social Security and any other sources of income. Do you have a pension? Do you have a 401k? And another thing that a lot of people don't realize, and we talk a lot about it at our educational seminars, is when you have one spouse that has a state or federal government pension and they didn't pay in social security. You got two things that come into play. It's called the windfall elimination provision. If you work for the state and paid in social security, your retirement income, social security income could be impacted depending on the number of years that you paid into social security. Or 
if your wife is a school teacher, state employee, or a federal employee that didn't pay into Social Security, and you're thinking that she's going to get a spousal benefit off of you, that's called the GPO, the Government Pension Offset. Do you understand how those numbers will be impacted? Do you understand how you'll be impacted? Sometimes it has a, a big impact on some retirements because they're counting on uh, getting a certain amount and they don't get what they think they're going to get. With our Social Security maximization report we provide, we can show you how we can also show you exactly, depending on how many more years you work, what impact that could have on you or your spouse. These are big deals. These these numbers matter. They affect retirements. I didn't say I liked them, but it's the reality of the rules that we play by. And you have to understand the impact of that as well. That's just something I wanted to put in there as well. But a feast or famine retirement, the way that you overcome the adversity of the market downturns and how they impact you is to have an income plan together with sustainable income. So whether the markets are up or down, you're just like when you were working. So when the market went down this last quarter and you saw your 401k go down, you go, man, I took a hit. I don't like this. I've got five, six, seven years out from retirement. You start feeling a little uneasy. But if you already had an income plan together, how? If you're past 59 and a half, the majority of companies now allow us to do what is called an in-service distribution. It doesn't create a taxable event. They allow you to roll over some or all of your 401k into another IRA plan. And what we do is we position these part of the income plan that gives you sustainable income. So now you know in the next five years or whenever you're going to retire what your income will be in that time frame. Not hoping what it's going to be. We're going to know exactly what it's going to be in that time period. And what you've just eliminated was that the, uh, the uh, market's dictating to you when you're going to retire. Because if you're down 30, 40, 50 percent when you want to retire, you are probably are going to change your mind thinking, how am I going to take money off of this account? I need it to come back. This is why we eliminate that. You put the income plan together. You know exactly where your Social Security numbers are. You know where your, um, um, uh, your income is coming from to supplement the gap between what Social Security or pensions or anything else we, we fill that gap in. You know what the gap is. And the gap's not a hypothetical, a guess month number. It's a real hard number that you can, you can go with. And that's just like working for a company that's paying a pension. You're going to know what your Social Security is. You're going to know what the pension is. Even though you may still have a 401K, it's still, if the pension's good enough, it still is not going to dictate when you want to retire depending on what your debt is. But if you got a good pension and you're gonna, you know what your Social Security is and the market's down, you can still retire That's because exactly. you got your pension, you got your answer. It's the right. same. And we do the exact same thing. That's exactly right. And then if the markets are down when you retire and you've got the income, you, you, you feel a whole lot more confident about taking that step. You say, well, I know the market's down, but what happens is, is the, the money that you still have in the market – is not money that you need to utilize for immediate income. income. We That's need right. it for, for longer-term growth. Why? We've already put the income plan together. And firms and advisors that only work off of 4% of the whole pot of money, they allow you to have a feast or famine retirement. 
meaning when the markets are up, you're feeling confident and okay, and you can take that income because it's going to work. But when the markets are down, now you're feeling uneasy. Now we're in a famine. We're not eating so well. The markets are not giving you the gain. You're pulling money out. The markets are taking money, and you don't know if it's ever going to get back to where it was. We help you to get, a, to get around that, to deal with it differently. How? By giving you sustainable income streams. We even like to ladder some of these accounts to where after you're in retirement 10 or 15 years, you have another source of income to pour, pull off of as well. Why? Because inflation usually kicks in and you need to give yourself a raise because your money's not going as far. But it's all part of a plan. And if you don't have a plan in place, if you do, you want a second opinion, write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Go to the website, firstsecuritywealthmanager.com. Spell out the word first and kick the tires. Look at our, our, our various reports that we can help you with. These are all tools that are available at no cost, no obligation to you that help you to begin to see the, uh, the feasibility of being able to retire when you, on your terms. Now, sometimes the numbers come back and, you, and, and you're, you're behind the eight ball a little bit, meaning you need to catch up. But see, if you're three to five to seven to ten years out, I'd rather know now than six months out. So this is the time to kick the tires, look at things, and say, hey, this is what we need to improve. We'll show you how much more you need to do, what what you need to do to reach your goals and and your objectives. you got to write the number down. Call us at your convenience, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's going to wrap up another show. Uh, We will definitely be back next week. Have a good weekend, and I'd love to say go Saints. But uh, there's always next year, I guess. I'm, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Have a good one. And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., DBA for Security Financial.